The Washington Redskins select Dwayne Haskins. There it is. Quarterback. Ohio what's State. up, everybody? We are back. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast. The post draft podcast. Post draft, man. Man, I'm excited. Uh before before we get started, I'm just gonna say this is probably one of the best drafts that uh, the Redskins have had from top to bottom in a long time. In a long time, we we've had drafts where we hit on a few players, but as a whole, the entire draft, I think this is one of the better drafts we've had. What you think? I would agree. Um, this was super exciting. Um, we didn't know what was gonna happen. We didn't know where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we got these picks in, I think the fan base as a whole was just like holding their face like oh my god so yeah man yeah it's, and it's crazy because leading up to the draft days of the days leading up to the draft and even hours before the draft minutes before the draft all you heard was uh we heard all these rumors of daniel snyder's taking over the draft and everybody's like oh my gosh here we go we about to trade all of our picks to trade up and there was this talk of the front office and the coaching staff couldn't um, agree on which quarterback they wanted to take. Right. Pretty much all the reports we heard coming out weren't good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as a fan, when you hear that stuff, a part of you says, here we go, going back to being the old Redskins. Yeah. So that it kind of clouds your judgment a little bit going you know, going into the draft. But, right. man, I'm impressed. Um, we're going to get into each of the draft picks in a second. But as a whole, I'm definitely impressed with the players that, that, that we brought in. I feel good. I do. I feel, I feel really, really good about, good about this. this class. Now, but before we, before we hit on the Redskins, um, there were a couple players that were drafted by other teams that, um, I, I guess I would say I, I'm a fan of mm-hmm. that pick. Um, the first one would be uh, Darnell Savage okay. from University of Maryland. Yeah, he's drafted by the Packers in the first round. Um, I like that pick because it's good to see a kid from the hometown team uh, get drafted in the first round. But also, I think the Packers have a really good uh, safety combination because they mm. just signed Adrian Amos right, right, right. in uh, free agency. Then you add Darnell Savage. I'm not sure how they're going to decide who plays what. I'm assuming right. Darnell Savage will play free safety and Amos will play strong safety. Yeah. But um, I thought that was a really good pickup. Um, Devin Bush mm-hmm. going to Pittsburgh. They need that is a great pickup. Yeah. Um, we know Ryan Shazier is still trying to get back. I don't necessarily know if he's ever going to play again. Yeah. But Devin Bush, he can do almost everything that, in my opinion, he can do almost everything that Ryan Shazier did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he brings speed, quickness. He's a right. very good tackler. He's a violent tackler. Mm. Um, and like I said, he brings he 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 can cover in space. Yeah. And that's one thing. Uh, that Pittsburgh's been missing since Shazier went down. So yeah. I think um, Devin Bush can fill that void. Yeah, he fits their cu- culture of football. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that tough, gritty yeah. uh, culture of football, he definitely fits the mold. Yeah. And um, I don't want to call this a surprise pick, but um, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown going to the Ravens. Okay. Um, I thought that was a great pick. One, I feel like it opens up their offense a little more. Yes, Lamar Jackson still has to develop more as a passer, but there's no way you can stack the box with that kind of speed on the field. Mm-hmm. And then they they just got Mark Ingram in free agency, so you got a um you got a, a really good running back. You have I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a very good quarterback for a long time as he develops. Yeah. But you have a, a a running back that's a threat. You have a quarterback that's a threat, mm-hmm. and then you add this kind of speed to that offense. Yeah, now, I'm not sure what the Ravens did with the rest of their draft, but just from that pick alone, that opens up so much more right. for their offense. And I think last year they took two tight ends early on in the draft. So mm-hmm. I think just um, Marquise's Marquise Brown, just his speed on that field, I think that just opens up their offense yeah. uh, so much more. Now, well, the last thing. Before we touch on the Redskins, I must say that I was thrilled. Yeah. I was so happy. I already know where you're going. That the Giants selected <laughs> Daniel Jones. Thank you. Thank Giants. you. Thank you, New York Giants. The Thank New you, Dave York Gettleman. Football Giants. Thank you. We appreciate you. Now, look, hear me out. I understand that the Giants needed a quarterback. I do. Yeah. But 
Daniel Jones, let here's the thing. The Giants, their front office might know something we don't. Mm-hmm. They have to know something we don't. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Daniel Jones was a, a top a top ten pick. Top ten? No. I just don't. I I don't see how he's. Well, we we knew Colin Murray was going number one. Yeah. We knew we've known that for yeah, months. That was now. Locked, but yeah. I just don't see how Daniel Jones was take was taken before Haskins or Locke. Right. Or even Will Greer. Yeah. Will Greer didn't go to the third round, mm-hmm. third or the second round. I don't know how Daniel Jones was drafted before any of those guys. But yeah. um, the, like I said, the Giants. I'm, I'm a firm believer if if the guy that you want is on the board, take him. No yeah. matter where you take him, take him. Yeah. But <laughs> the the Giants drafting Daniel Jones. Didn't Dave Gettleman say something along the lines of, you know, maybe he can sit on the bench for three years like Aaron Rodgers did? I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. So as a Redskins fan, thank you. Cause I, I'm, I'll, I'll appreciate. Listen, you. I'm happy to play Eli six times over the next three years. Yep. I'll take that all day long. All day long. And you all traded your best receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still have Sterling Shepard, but I'll take Eli and Sterling Shepard. I'll take Eli throwing the ball to whoever he's throwing the ball to. I'll right. take Eli uh, for six games over the next three years if Eli plays that long. I don't Agreed. think he's gonna last that long, but yeah, if Eli plays that long, but. Uh, that was the highlight of the night before the Redskins made their pick. Yeah, I feel like that the the Giants picking Daniel Jones helped the Redskins without the Redskins doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, but um, Redskins went into the draft with ten picks. Ten, and I feel good saying that they've got a quality player. They drafted a quality player, which either each of the ten picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just gonna go through um, all. All 10 picks, all basically. 10. Let's do it. So, first round pick, you all heard the soundbite when we first started. Dwayne Haskins is a Redskins. This is the Redskins franchise quarterback. Should Will be the Redskins franchise quarterback of the future. Um, a little bit about Dwayne Haskins. He's a 2018 Heisman Trophy finalist. Yes. Uh, completed 70% of his passes mm-hmm. um, last year. Uh, almost 5,000 yards. He had 4,800 yards passing, 50 touchdowns to only eight interceptions. Yeah. Um, the thing that, though, I guess one of the biggest knocks on Dwayne Haskins is he's only played 22 career games. Right. Like he was only he only had one year as a full time starter. Mm-hmm. Um, pure pocket passer. He's a yes. strong arm. Yes. Um, he could. I mean, aside from Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well I, well, I still think Dwayne Haskins is the best passer in the entire draft. Okay. He's the best thrower of the football in the entire draft, yeah. my opinion. Okay. Kyler Murray is probably the better overall athlete. Athlete, yeah, absolutely. Um, But I think Dwayne Haskins is a better just standing in the pocket the throwing pro- the football. Yeah. Yes, I think Dwayne Haskins is the best in this draft. Yeah. Um, And the amazing part is – even the quarterback needy teams that was in front of the Redskins, yeah. they didn't take him. He fell right to the Redskins. When I said earlier, we heard all these reports of the Redskins trading into the top five to get Haskins. Mm-hmm. They sat still. He fell right into their lap. So so you, you had him ranked as the most pro-ready quarterback coming into this draft? I don't know if I would say the most pro-ready. Um, I just... Just think, coming into the uh, draft, I just think he was the best thrower of the football. Okay. I think he had the best arm talent. Gotcha. Not, and that's okay. not a knock saying the other quarterbacks don't have arm talent. I right. just think Dwayne uh, Haskins, his arm talent is superior. Yeah. Um, in in comparison to the other quarterbacks. Now, Kyler Murray can throw the football. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke can throw the football. Will Greer can throw the football. Dane Jones can throw the football. I just think Haskins has the best arm. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean uh, it, each of those quarterbacks bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, Murray is probably the best athlete. From yeah. he's probably one of the best athletes in the draft. Period. Yeah. Um. So, like I say, each quarterback brings something different to the table. But the best for for what the Redskins do. Yeah. I think Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback. Yeah. He's mobile. I mean, you know, there was knocks about his forty time and him not being a great athlete. But he's mobile enough to run bootlegs and stuff right. like that. He can get the job done. He's not your zone read quarterback, even though he probably can do it. But it's probably, that's probably not something you're gonna build your offense around with him right. running right. the zone read. You yeah. know, he'll do. He can do it sparingly to catch the defense off guard because they probably won't expect him to do it coming into the game. Right. Um, because running isn't his strong. So I think his <laughs> his last year at Ohio State, he only had like. 
100 and something rushing yards on the entire season. Right. So that lets you know right there he strictly operates from the pocket. Um, now, does Dwayne Haskins, will he play this year? That's the question that remains to be answered. Of yeah. course, he's the franchise quarterback of the future. We have him pretty much locked up for the next five years, so you know who your quarterback is. Right. I believe he plays at some point this year. I don't know if he's the opening day starter. Right. Probably won't start the season. My, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that didn't. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't be surprised um, if he didn't start the season. I just, going into training camp, I still think there should be a three-way competition. Yeah. Let the best man win a job. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, it, it really is a two-man race because if you think about it, it's really – Dwayne Haskins is only competing to be the starter. Right. He's not competing for the backup job. Right. So whoever winds up being the starter, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the backup. Right. So I really think that Colt McCoy, if, if they don't feel that Dwayne Haskins is ready to start – I really feel that Colt McCoy and Case Keenum are really competing for one spot. Yeah. Although we might carry three quarterbacks this year because mm-hmm. of, you know, the injuries we've had in the past. But right. it's not like Colt McCoy, is, if Case Keenum's named the starter, Colt McCoy is not competing for the backup job. Right. Colt McCoy is competing. It's either starter or – it's yeah. either starter or third string. Yeah. That's how I feel. But training camp might roll around. Dwayne Haskins might beat them all. Hey. But – I don't know. We'll see. But I definitely feel good that we at least have the quarterback position solidified yeah. for the future. For the future, man. And he doesn't have any uh, injury history coming in. And like I said, he only had one year of being a full-time starter, but... He lit, lit it up. And a- another thing that bothers me is how you just hear, can he adapt to NFL defenses? Can he read coverages? You don't throw 50 passes, 50 touchdown passes if you can't read coverage. Yeah, nah. And now I give him. You're I not give just him this. lobbing the ball. Yeah, hoping somebody catches it. No. Now he had a ton of speed at receiver. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you you can't be an idiot and play quarterback right. on any level. Mm-hmm. That's just. I just think that. I just. I don't really buy into that stuff where he can't read defense. He, man, mm-hmm. come on. Just popping in my head. Do you think he's? Would you say that he was more, uh, as far as the football IQ? Would he be ahead of RG three when we first got him? Um, man, that's hard to say. Yeah, um, because RG three, when we got RG three, they completely changed the offense. Yeah. Um, we've never seen the Redskins run that type of offense before RG three yeah, came before, in. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I, I honestly don't know mm-hmm. if his football Q was higher than RG threes. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, probably because he was a more polished passer right, than right. RG3. Yeah. Um, But even still, that doesn't necessarily always mean that he has the better football IQ. Yeah. Um, But I think the difference between Dwayne Haskins and RG3 is Dwayne Haskins can come in and operate in our system. In our system. The way that it's already designed. And, of course, right. they'll probably do things – you know, tweak things here and there to make him more comfortable. Yeah. But RG3, they completely changed the offense from the year before we had him to the year, his rookie year, they completely changed Change the offense. So yeah. Dwayne Haskins, the offense doesn't have to go through a mass overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about adding more talent around him. Right. So, first, that was our first pick. Uh, pick 15, Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Now, surprisingly, the next pick, Came yes. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Uh, we were we were at the draft party down at the anthem. Yeah. And we were leaving the draft party, and everybody's looking at their phone. The Redskins mm-hmm. traded back into the first round. Yeah. And then we hear that the Redskins traded. Uh, I mean, the Redskins drafted Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. which I can't even tell you how excited I was. Yeah. Uh, when they when Roger Goodell called his name. Um, I still don't understand how he fell all the way to 26. I'm still at right. a loss for words. 6'6", yeah. 260, uh, runs a 4'4". Four, four. I'm about to say, his 40 time is ridiculous, Joe. I mean, he's he's, he's tall, mm-hmm. long arms. He's an excellent pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he fell. Now, of course, there were rumors or speculation about some type of heart condition right. um, that he had. But I'm like, man... 
the Redskins must have did their research. They know something that the rest of the teams don't. Right. And they they took them. Now you have your quarterback of the future locked up for five years because right. you know first round picks they have that four year contract plus the fifth year option. And now yeah. you have yeah, I guess you can say your pass rusher of the future. Yeah. Oh I man, well he's gonna come in and play day one. Oh no, he's, he's gonna play day one. Absolutely, he is. Um, even if he doesn't start the first game, he's gonna play oh, yeah. a lot. Which I mean, I don't see a situation where he doesn't start unless Ryan Anderson just blows him out in competition. Come. Right. Uh, training camp. Oh, God but, forbid he gets hurt. Right, but, but yeah. if all things fall in place, he's going to be a day one starter. Yeah. Um. Listen, check this out. He had 22 sacks over the last two years. Mm. 30 tackle, 30 tackles for loss over the last two years. I don't understand how a guy like that fall almost almost falls out of the out first, of the first round. round. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then the crazy part is the Redskins only gave up two second-round picks to move back up. Well, I mean, they gave up their second-round pick this year and this next year. year. Right. I mean, I think it's worth it. It's, it's definitely worth it. We filled a huge need. A huge he's need. to make an impact come day one. If he's the same player he was in college, well, hopefully he, he's better than what he was in college. Right. But if we could at least get that production yeah. from him that we saw in college, because for a long time we've been searching for a dominant pass rusher right. opposite yeah. Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the guys we've gone through. We've tried Preston Smith, who showed flashes. He's just inconsistent. Inconsistent, yeah. I still think Preston Smith is a good football player. He's just He just never gave us that just dominant. Yeah, he didn't have the yeah, factor, he, man. He didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, he just he, he had his moments where it's yeah. like, man, like, why can't we get that every week? And every then it's week, like right. some games, you're like, man, they didn't even play today. Right, like, where is he? Right. Yeah. So, I guess uh, the Redskins finally found the missing piece to go opposite Ryan Kerrigan. Because, like, we say all the time, Kerrigan's going to get you anywhere from 11 to 13 sacks. Yep. You, he's going to get here. You know that. Yeah, he's going to do it quietly. But right, he's going to do it quietly. It. It's not going to make a whole lot of noise, but mm-hmm. he's going to get you 11 to 13 a year. If we can... Consist if uh, Montez Sweat can consistently get ten or plus, that's it. I'm not even asking him to get fifteen or twenty. Right. If he can consistently get ten sacks a year, we'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. To go along with our interior D line, we'll be we'll be in, we'll be in Such great a shape. Combination, man. <laughs> we'll be in great shape. So the Redskins still Montez Sweat. I say they stole him. Again, they stole him at the end of the for first the third round. Third year in a row, we have stolen. Man. And I, to, I told you that before the draft. I said the last three years we've gotten lucky, where a guy yeah. that we weren't supposed to get right. was on the board um, when we had a chance to pick. The first year, yeah, uh, John the Allen was supposed to go in the top ten. Yep. Um, last year we weren't supposed. To, Darius Geis wasn't supposed to fall that far, was but not. those mythical character issues that everybody kept talking about. Yeah. He fell right to the Redskins, and then this year, Montez Sweat. Even though we had to trade up to get him, I thought he was a top ten pick. Yeah. So, it, it, I'm just I was thrilled by, um, what the Redskins did to get their quarterback and the pass rusher in the first round. Yeah. I just thought that was amazing. Now, I know we give our front office grief all the time. The whole fire Bruce Allen hashtag, but. <laughs> I gotta give him a pat on the back with this one. Bruce Allen, Kyle Smith, Doug Williams, Dan Dan Snyder, who's ever whoever's making the whoever has the final say. So they did a good job this weekend. They did, man. Now Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. I think I'm saying his last name right. Yeah. Third round pick, uh, pick pick seventy six to be exact. Yeah, wide receiver, Ohio State. I thought that was a very good pickup. Yeah, just for a number of reasons. Um. Played with Haskins at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So now you have a young quarterback. Why not? Like, you went out and got a pass rusher. That's going to help your defense. Yeah. The thing, one of the things that, uh, or some of the things that helps young quarterbacks is if your team is able to play good defense mm-hmm. and he's comfortable with the players around him. Yeah. I know we, um, we've we drafted two offensive linemen, but we'll get into that uh, in a second. But. Now they just put a familiar face around him. Mm-hmm. Somebody that he's used to throwing the ball to, now he's going to be throwing to him in the pros. Right. Now I'm not sure exactly how they're going to work McLaurin into the offense. Yeah. Um, but McLaurin is going to play. He's, he's going to get some PT. He's, oh, he's, going, he's, he's going to get a lot of PT. He might wind up being a starter in certain packages. Yeah. 
Now he's six eight. I mean, sorry. <laughs> he was six eight. He's not six eight. He's six <laughs> feet, two hundred eight pounds. Runs a four three. Yeah. Uh, he's physical. Um, last year he had thirty five receptions, seven hundred one yards, eleven touchdowns. Yeah. I don't even care about the yards. We need guys to score touchdowns. touchdowns absolutely. Right, he only he only had seven hundred yards last year. We had eleven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Eleven, eleven of Dwayne Haskins' fifty touchdowns went to McLaurin, mm. and now we added that guy to this offense. And I and I must admit, because of course it, we were sitting there watching the draft. Yeah, I know we wanted my, to. My I, guy, I wanted to get. We wanted Metcalf. We wanted Metcalf, and if not Metcalf, then Paris Campbell. Yeah, Paris Campbell. So I was rooting for Paris Campbell. Um, I think it would be great for Haskins' development to have a player on his team that he could pass to that he was familiar with. Right. They already had that connection. They already right. had chemistry. It was going to be huge. And I, I, good. And then we got McLaren. And I understand. It makes sense. I'm excited for the guy. I hope he comes in and balls out. Um, a little skeptical at first because I was caught up on those other names. But yeah. I think looking, looking at what his production can be, I'm excited for him, man. Now – he averaged 20 yards a catch last year. Yeah. So that's somebody that can stretch the field, stretch take the, the top off the defense. He can. I mean, he runs a 4-3. Yeah. And I'm just picturing just how they can work him into the offense. Uh, one of the things that was missing from this offense last year was speed. Was speed. Like our receivers had man. no speed last nope. year, especially when when Paul Richardson went down. When he went down, yeah. Our, we had no speed at receiver. Yeah. Just, our receivers didn't create no separation. Yeah. Now you have a guy, you bring in a guy like McLaren who has the ability that if you throw him a slant, he can take it 80 yards. Yeah. Without making any moves, just running a straight line. Yeah. He has, you know what I'm saying? He has that type of speed. Now you have him, I've saw some comparisons to, they compared him to Deshaun Jackson. Right. And I've, I've seen some comparisons where they compared him to Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. My thing is just looking at his body frame, six feet, 208 pounds. Yeah. He's like a combination of both. both He's like both. He is. like Deshaun Jackson's speed with Pierre Garçon's body type. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Is a great combination if you ask me. He's a willing blocker. Yeah. And I was watching um watching some of the film on him. The guy comes up in there. When he doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's going to look for work. Yeah. When you find a lot of receivers, the ball doesn't come to him. They just, you know, we need gritty guys right. like that in the They kind of lollygag and waiting, waiting for the next play. Right. Or there's a lot of receivers who just don't block yeah. on run plays. No, he's right. a willing blocker. Yeah, he's, he's willing he's to stick his nose in there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can also play special teams. Yeah. Which will help him out. Now, of course, I think he's going to be in a rotation at receiver. Yeah. But um, you you want players with that type of grittiness, that type of that type of mentality that no matter where they put me on the field, I'm a, I'm gonna make something happen. Right. Um, and he also brings um, a form of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some articles on him. He was one of, I don't know if he was a captain last year, but he he was one of their more vocal leaders in that locker room right. last year. So I think that was a definitely a great pickup. I'm very excited to see how uh, Jay Gruden and Kevin O'Connell work him into the offense. Yeah. Because um, even if Haskins winds up sitting the whole year, that's still a weapon for our offense, oh, period. Yep. I don't look at it. I don't look at this move as just a weapon for Haskins. That's just a weapon for the team, for the period. Team period yeah. He's going to help on special teams, and yeah. he's going to help. Um, he's going to help in the run game because, like I said, he will block, and obviously he's going to help in the receiving game. Yeah. Um, but uh, if we have a package with him and P. Rich on the field at the same time, I really like that. Yeah. If, granted, if P. Rich is healthy, now we have now now we have more speed. On the field, we got P. Right. Rich, uh, McLaurin, and C. T. On the field at the same time. Yeah, it's gonna make defenses think right a, a little bit. We harder. have more. We have more speed on the field. Yeah. So, moving on to our next pick, uh, I, we didn't have a second round pick. Obviously, um, we traded that for uh, Montez Sweat. We got McLaurin in the third round. Our first pick in the fourth round. We had two fourth round picks. Bryce Love. Yeah. And the first thing I said when we got Bryce Love is that he could potentially be the still of the draft. You think so? Outside of, well, still of the draft for the Redskins. Um, outside of Montez Sweat, he, that's obviously, I think that's obviously the biggest still of the draft. Yeah. Just for any team, period. But Bryce Love could potentially also be um, a still of the draft. Two, Don't forget, two years ago, 2017, let me read you these numbers, 2017, 
He ran for two ran for over two thousand yards, yeah. nineteen touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Right? He was a Heisman finalist. He lost the Heisman to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman that year. He was a finalist. Mm-hmm. I think he finished second in voting that year. Yeah. Um, he's a change of pace back. He can run in between it. He can run he can hit the edge or he can run in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Um He's not very big. He's about five nine. Might be a little. Might be around two hundred. A little over two hundred. Right. But he's a very good running back, and I think, I think this pick was more so for twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the running back room right now, um, AP's what thirty three, thirty four. Um, is coming off an ACL injury. Um, Chris Thompson is going into the last year of his contract, I believe. Yeah, and so. I think that Bryce Love, when given the opportunity, once he's healthy, I think he can. I think he adds some. He can add some uh, explosiveness to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's funny that he has an ACL injury, and I was thinking that. Excuse me. He has an ACL injury. Well, what 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 better situation for him to be in than with the Redskins? Yeah. Because now you have. Uh, Adrian Peterson, who can help him and Geis, mm-hmm. can you, I don't know, maybe give them some pointers of what he did to recover from his ACL injury. True. I remember Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and then came back the next year and tore the yeah. league up. He's also unreal. Oh, I mean, he's also yes. unreal, yes. <laughs> now, we hope we can get the same thing from Geis. I'm not saying Geis is going to give us 1,500 yards this year. If he does, great. But I just want, if Geis just has this. However, he can be productive this year. Yeah, I'll take that. And so, like I said, this Bryce Love pick. I don't know how much he'll play this year because he might start. Um, um, I heard some talks about he might start the season on a physically unable to perform list, right. the pup list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that once he's healthy, he's gonna. No, if he's healthy by the end of training camp. There's going to have to be some decisions to be made. Because yeah. you know Geis, AP, and Chris Thompson are locks. Right. All day long. Now it's that fourth running back spot. Yeah. Does it go to Bryce Love, oh. Samaj, yeah. uh, Byron Marshall. Yeah. And now you got some competition. And then we've heard Jay Gruden say that he wants to get Samaj more involved in the offense. Right. I don't know in what capacity, but... It's, interesting it's definitely there, some competition in the running it's back good, room. Though. They need it. Because we already know that AP probably start the season as the starter, but right. if guys can return back to form, that's another competition in its own. Yeah. Who's going to be the bell cow? It's third and one. We need a first down. Who's getting the ball? Hey, if he starts balling out, we may have to just start phasing AP out of there. Right. We on the goal line. Who's yeah. getting who's getting who's the go-ahead? Yeah. Or we up by seven and... It's two minutes left in the game. We got to run the clock out. Yeah. Who's the bell cow? Yep. Or, like you said, we got to, if there's a situation where Haskins is, is the day one starter, mm-hmm. one of the things that's going to help him is a strong a running strong back. Strong running game. I'm yeah. a strong running game. Yeah. And I'm all for rotation. Yeah. But I'm a firm believer in whoever has the hot yeah. hand, that's who gets the you ball. Play the hot hand. Yep. Play the hot hand. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, um, I'm definitely a fan of the Bryce Love pick. And so far, We've only gone over what one, two, three, four. Yeah. If you've noticed all the picks so far, they've added more competition to yeah. that posi- to that specific position. Yeah. Um. Dang. Um. Dwayne Haskins, Nicole mm-hmm. McCoy, and Case Keenum. They know that he's the quarterback of the future. But what that does is th- what that does this year is mm-hmm. that adds competition to the quarterback room because Case Keenum and Colt McCoy both want to start this year. Right. Dwayne Haskins wants to start this year. So that just adds competition. Like we said before, competition does one of two things. It brings out the best of you or it brings out the worst in you. Yeah. Competition exposes who you are. If you look at McLaurin, he adds competition to the receiver room. Mm -hmm. With P. Rich, Doxon, and Trey Quinn, and Kelvin Harmon, who we'll talk about later on. Cam Sims, uh, Robert Davis is coming back from an injury. As competition. Yeah. Um, if you look at, like I said, Bryce Love adds competition to the running back room. Montez Sweat, which he'll probably be a starter, but that adds competition to your defensive end slash outside linebacker pass rusher group. Mm-hmm. 
um, with Kerrigan and Sweat and Ryan Anderson and um, Casanova McKenzie. Right. And just as competition because all those guys want to play. We know that Kerrigan and Sweat will probably be the starters, but Ryan Anderson, he wants to get more play time. Yeah. So now you're bringing a guy, especially a first-round pick, yeah. that has a light of fire under you. Yeah. It has you want, to. If you want that play time, you want to it has put to. in that work, bro. Exactly. Now, here's where um, I guess you can say these weren't the sexy picks, but this is what we've needed. What we needed, yeah. Uh, with our second, fourth-round pick, the actually the 131st pick, we drafted Wes Martin, yeah. guard from Indiana. I don't know much about him, so I just did a little research. Um, I, I know that he should come in during the training camp and compete for the left guard spot. Yeah. And I know we brought in Eric Flowers, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to move to him to guard. But I think Wes Martin should have the upper hand because it's more natural for him. Right. You know, Eric Flowers is going from playing tackle the last four years to trying to learn how to play guard. Mm-hmm. Um, now, hopefully, Bill Callahan can work a miracle with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But um, this kid, Wes Martin... Um, One thing I'm I'm seeing about him that the guy's strong. Yeah, 38 reps at 225. Yeah. He's very strong. Six three three eleven. Yeah. Um, and from what I've been reading, and just a little bit of film that I've able, I was able to watch, he's very physical. Okay. He's a violent blocker. It's almost like a mauler. Yeah. And I've always said that I want my my center and my guards to be maulers. Absolutely. My your tackles can be a little bit more finesse mm-hmm. because they you know a lot of times they deal with speed rushes. Right. But. My guys inside, I want them to physically beat people up. Yeah. Like, come third, fourth quarter, I want the D-tackle to be like, coach, take me out. Right. That's what I, that's what I want from my center and my guards. Yeah. I want my center and my guards to be absolutely violent. Mm-hmm. Like, when my center and my guards block, I want controlled violence. Yes. I, I, I literally want them to, to bring punishment on the inside <laughs> backers yes. and the interior defense alignment. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Um We'll see what Wes Martin has, but this was a two-year captain, so he has some type of leadership skills. Yeah, um, I've been like I said, I've read I read this article from this beat reporter in Indiana. He's like, um, Wes Martin is a very hard worker. Um, he plays his butt off, so we'll take it. We have a hole at left guard. Hopefully, he can fill it. Yeah. And our next pick, um, we drafted Ross. I don't even know how to say his last name. Yeah. Pierce Baker. Pierce Barker. The center from Alabama. Yes. You already know how this team feels about Alabama guys. Um, now, the thing about him that I thought was interesting is a four-year starter. Mm-hmm. So, that says a lot about you. You come in as a freshman and yeah. you start at center yeah. for Alabama. Playing that type of – playing the competition that they play. We yeah. already know that the SEC – That's huge, man. Some of the best defenses in the country are in the SEC. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of the best defenses in the country are in the SEC. So, that says a lot about you as if you're a four-year starter. Yeah, that's nothing just to smirk at. Yeah. Now, he probably won't start at center for the Redskins because of Trace Rulli, but he right. can play center and guard. Yeah. Um, I think they said the Redskins worked him out in a private workout. They worked him out at guard. Yeah. But he'll probably compete for the starting guard spot, but he'll also be the backup center. Yeah. Um, I saw something else that said he only allowed six sacks in over a thousand snaps of pass blocking. What I know from this O line, <laughs> what I know from right. this O line, one thing that I know we need with this O line, we need depth. Yeah, and we need guys that's gonna go ahead and put that work in. So I'm I glad mean, that we have him. If nothing else, if he doesn't start this year or if yeah. he plays sparingly, if nothing else, I think he adds quality depth. Yeah. I mean, four years at Alabama, I think he was on two national championship winning teams. Yeah. So he knows he, he knows what it's like to be a part of a winning team. He knows how to win. And, of course, comes from Alabama. We haven't, Absolutely. We've been lucky enough that we haven't gotten a slouch from all of our Alabama picks. True. Now, Ryan Anderson might be the worst Alabama right, player that we have. And that's not, that's, that's, not, not a, that's not saying that he sucks or he's not yeah. good. That's just... He, oh, oh, I'll say this. He's had the least production. Okay, yeah, I'll say that. We'll take that. I mean, Ruben Foster, we have to wait to see what he does with us, but he was productive with San Fran. Right. Oh, 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 well, no, I'll take that back. Cam Sims might be the least productive, only because ah. he got hurt last year. He didn't right. play. So still, that doesn't even really Yeah, that doesn't much. really count. Yeah. But most of the 
most of our Alabama guys, they mm-hmm. bring that attitude. They bring that toughness. They work hard. One thing I will say about Ryan Anderson, the guy works his butt off. Yeah. He does play hard. Yeah. He just wasn't getting the sacks that we were looking for, but he does play hard. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. And they even took him and had him playing fullback on certain occasions. So right. the guy does play hard. So I will give him that. So Ross Pierce Barker, Pierce Baker, however I'm saying his last name, if nothing else, like I said, he adds depth. Yeah. To this offensive line. Um, now, I know people, some people are complaining, wishing that we would have drafted an offensive lineman earlier. Right. But if these guys turn out to be players, yeah, everybody's going to be happy. And I'm, I'm confident that uh, Bill Callahan can coach these guys up. Yeah. And then, like I said, just being around other a Pro Bowl, all pro left tackle and a Pro Bowl right guard. And a solid center and a solid right tackle that should just re- that should just raise your playing level anyway. Yeah. So it's not like these guys are coming into terrible offensive lines and we're expecting them to be the savior. Yeah. They're coming into a good situation where you got productive guys around you. So that should just do nothing but um raise the level of competition. Now, whoever starts at left guard, whether it's one of these draft picks or Eric Flowers, yeah, I'm not asking you to be Brandon Sheriff. Not asking you. I'm just asking you to be better than what we've be had the last two and years. Be consistent. And be consistent. Find a way to stay healthy yeah. and be consistent. Yeah. That is, if we, if we can get if that, we can get that right there, we will be fine. Yes. Now, granted, That's hopefully, Trent, Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses, hopefully those guys can stay healthy. Right. But if we can just get that left guard to just be consistent, yeah. consistently good, because you can be consistently bad. Yeah. But if we can just get that left guard spot to be consistently good. Uh, that'll make things a whole lot easier for Haskins, Keenum, McCoy, who's ever playing quarterback. Definitely for AP, Geis, Chris Thompson. Yeah. Uh, next pick, Cole Holcomb. Yep. Linebacker from uh, North Carolina, UNC. Um, this crosses me as a depth pick. Yeah. He'll probably play special, special teams. teams. But... He also adds some quickness to the linebacker room. Runs mm. a four five. Mm. He clocked out as a four five. He's very productive at uh, North Carolina. Uh, I think uh, over three hundred twenty career tackles, three hundred twenty seven career tackles to be exact. Yeah. So there is a guy who I guess has I guess you could say he has, he has a nose for the football. Yeah. Um, yeah. In twenty sixteen, he led the team in tackles. Yeah. He. I think he. I think he's been their leading tackler the last three years. Yeah. I think. Um. And he'll probably start off playing special teams while competing for um, playing time at inside backer. But once again, I think this adds competition to the inside backer room. Yeah. I mean, the only for sure thing right now at inside backer, I'll probably say, is Ruben Foster. He's Mm -hmm. probably the only one that we know. If Ruben Foster doesn't start, it has to be because he's just messing up or these other guys are outperforming him. Yeah. But if that's not the case, it's Ruben Foster's probably a lock to start at one of those spots. Right. Um, Mason Foster might get the nod if he's if he's still on the team. He might get the nod just because he was here last year. But right. the guys behind him, they're young, they're hungry. I know Chris Cooley said something about uh Sean Dion Hamilton bulked up to two forty. And when we got him, he was two seventeen, two twenty. Yeah. So mm. Uh, there's going to be some competition at that inside linebacker room between uh, Foster, but both Foster, Sean Deion Hamilton, Josh Harvey Clemens, and he throw uh, Cole Holcomb into the mix. Yeah, All five of those guys can probably make the roster. Mm-hmm. But um, Cole Holcomb, and he'll probably start off playing special teams, but um, I mean, I just have to see him play more. I didn't, I don't know too many people that watched a, a ton of North Carolina football games. Right. That's, but just just off the few uh, the few minutes of film that I did watch, like I said, then he'll probably start off uh, being a contributor on special teams and then yeah. work his way up from there. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember we was watching the draft, and even though we drafted McLaurin in the third, we kept saying, man, we need receivers. We need receivers. We saw we DK weapons. come off the board. We saw Paris Campbell come off the board. Yeah. Uh, what's the other receiver? We um. It was another receiver that we were looking at. Um, Not Riley. Right? No, well, I think. Um, no, Riley really went off the board. Yeah. Uh, Hakeem Butler went off the board. Yep. Went off the board. 
And so I know we were all kind of just like, man, what receivers are left? Right. Kelvin Harmon is a player. Mm. Um, I'm surprised he fell that late. I know some mock drafts they had him going in the third or the fourth round. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see any first round grades on him, mm-hmm. but a lot of the mock drafts I saw, uh, they had him being like a third or fourth round guy. Yeah. He's six two two twenty runs a four six. Last year he had eighty one receptions, over eleven hundred yards, seven touchdowns. He's a red zone threat. Yeah. Um, he uses his body to get position on on the defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, very strong hands. Yeah. Very strong hands. Um, physical receiver, runs good routes. He's probably going to come in and compete with, like, it also depends on where they decide to put him. But I can see a, a, a competition brewing between him, uh, Doxson, and Cam Sims. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Doxson, of course, will probably get the nod because he's a, Former first round draft pick, and he was, you know, he's returning from last year. Yeah, but Kevin Harmon, Kelvin Harmon can play. He can play. So, like, if like I said, you've noticed a trend. Every position that we've drafted has added competition to that room. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna be interesting because you still have. I mean, that receiver room is is getting crowded. Yeah, it is with Doxon. Uh, Doxon, P. Rich, Trey Quinn, mm-hmm. McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon, yeah. Cam Sims, yeah. uh, Robert Davis. Mm-hmm. I'm already at what seven receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Jehu Chesson. Yeah, he played some last year, and it's one more receiver that I'm forgetting. Is it Harris? Nah, Mo Harris. Mo Harris went to the Patriots. Whoever the last receiver is, I'm forgetting. It's gonna be some competition there. Yeah. Because more than likely, they'll probably only keep six uh, receivers, maybe. Yeah. They'll probably only keep six receivers. So you have about eight or nine guys compete for six spots. I mean, you already know Doxon, P. Rich, and Trey Quinn are locks. Yeah. McLaurin will probably be a lock because he's probably better on special teams than all the other receivers. Yeah. So I feel comfortable saying those four are locks. Mm -hmm. So now you have... A couple guys competing for what two spots maybe, mm-hmm. so it's definitely going to be some competition at camp. Yeah, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I really like the Kelvin Harmon pick. Um, I feel like we got a really good player who shouldn't have been there yeah. in the sixth round, but I mean everybody else kept passing on him, and you know the Redskins were able to snag him. Yeah. Now uh, moving on to the seventh round. Jimmy Moreland, mm-hmm. cornerback from James Madison. Yeah. Um, he's small. He's 5'9", about 175 pounds, 174 pounds, something like that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just one thing about this kid, he's a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. He's had 18 career interceptions, which I believe six he returned for touchdowns. And that's one thing we said on the that's last podcast dope. is we wanted to see this defense needed to create. Uh, this needed. This defense needed to score more oh, off yeah. turnovers. Like yeah. we get turnovers, but find a way to pick yeah. up that fumble and take yeah, it to time, the end. Time yeah. to step it up a level. Exactly. And eighteen career interceptions, six were returned for touchdowns. You can't ask for more than that. I'm not sure how much experience he has as a returner. Yeah. Um. I, I know. I think Daniel Jeremiah, um, one of the NFL reporters, was saying he think he should move to safety. If he can bulk up. Yeah, I, I try him at free safety, um, but it also depends on what the Redskins see value in him at. Yeah, but if he stays at corner help, they'll probably move him to inside. Now he, with his small frame, he still like he still tries to get physical. He'll still give get up in a receiver's face and try to jam I'm all him. For that, and they said he has an alpha dog mentality. Yeah, you, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, that just adds more competition to the DB room. Hey, bring the attitude and bring the production. I don't know if he's going to play nickel, if he's going to put him on the outside. Are they going to try him at safety? Yeah. Which we didn't draft the safety, which I we'll get into. Get, yeah. okay. We didn't we didn't draft the safety or tight end, tight and end. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But, um, I mean, I'm excited to see what uh, Jimmy Moreland uh, brings to the table. I know that the last few years we found these late round corners, and it's like, man, these dudes might be players. Right. But I think Greg Stroman is gonna get better. 
have a weird feeling that he is, man. I, I remember, remember I told you when we was watching the draft, I said he kind of reminds me of Kendall Fuller. I'm yeah. not saying that that he's going to be better than Kendall Fuller or whatever. Yeah. But you just notice how Kendall Fuller's rookie year, we was like, man, I'm not so sure about him. Right. And then his next year, he was like, you man, just, you saw that Kendall Fuller's really coming on. He's yeah. really developing into a better player. And I think we're going to see the same thing from Greg Stroman. Yeah, I hope so, man. Once again, you add uh, Jimmy Moreland into the mix competition, Yeah. somebody's going to have to raise their game. Because mm-hmm. right now, Norman and Dunbar – Unless something strange happens, Norman and Dunbar are probably your locks yeah, to start locks, on the outside. Yeah. But don't throw in, don't forget, you still got Fabian Maru. True. You still got Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Yeah. You still got Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson. Mm-hmm. Add Jimmy Moreland to the mix. You still got Adonis Alexander. Yeah. Where does he fall into the equation? Right. So this whole draft to me just speaks competition and team speed. Yeah. Because Montez Sweat, you added uh, speed to your pass rushers. McLaurin, you added speed to the receivers. Um, I'm not exactly sure how uh, fast Bryce Love is. He, like I said, he's also coming off an ACL injury, so we right. just have to wait and see. Cole Holcomb, you add speed to the um, to the linebacker group, your inside linebacker group. Jimmy Moreland adds more speed to the DB room. Right. So uh, we'll see. And then the last pick, uh, if I'm saying this right, Jordan Brailford, mm-hmm. DN from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, last year, ten sacks, seventeen tackles for loss. I think he led the Big Ten and uh, the Big Twelve in sacks. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I think he led the Big Twelve in sacks. Oh, he's one of the top um, sack leaders in the Big Twelve. But is another guy that um, he adds depth to your defensive end slash outside linebacker group. Um, I don't know. Um, exactly how much he'll play this year. Yeah. But he'll probably complete for he'll probably compete for reps with Ryan Anderson. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be a starter. I mean mm-hmm. like I say, unless somebody goes down, but if Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan start and one of them go down, then Ryan Anderson will probably be a starter. Right. So uh this guy Jordan Brilford, he'll probably compete for reps with Casanova, McKenzie and Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. Which I think the more depth you have, the more competition you have. Like I said, it makes your team better. And right. Jordan Brelford runs a f- four six. Four six. I was about to say four six. He runs a four mm-hmm. six for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more speed to the outside linebacker group. Yep. So, um, I mean, I mean, I all ten picks. I honestly feel like I, with the exception of Bryce Love, who might start on the pup list. Right. We also got to see. Um, Cause he had surgery already. We just got to see where he's at come August mm-hmm. when training camp starts, or the end of July when training camp starts. If he doesn't do much in OTAs, I'm not really concerned about that. Cause they they have, they're running around in shorts and t-shirts anyway. Right. So anybody can look good when it's, they know they're not getting tackled. Very true. <laughs> um. So we have to see where Bryce Love is come August. But I'm gonna just put Bryce Love on the side. I think the rest of those nine picks, I think they're all gonna make the team. Yeah. Haskins is going to be your eventual starter at QB. Montez Sweat is going to start opposite um, um, Kerrigan. McLaurin uh, might not start a receiver, but he's going to play a lot. He'll probably start on special teams. Yep. Um, Wes Martin and Ross Pierce Barker, mm-hmm. they're probably going to com- be competing for the left guard spot, and then whoever doesn't win the job is going to add depth. Yeah. Cole Holcomb. Probably start off on special, special teams, teams and yeah. why he competes to be in the rotation. Yeah. Kelvin Harmon is going to be competing for playing time at receiver. I'm not really sure if he can play special teams, but we need a red zone target. Yeah. I mean, he's more than a red zone target. He's a very good, I don't want to call him a possession receiver, but he's a very good possession receiver. Yeah. He's not just a possession receiver, but he's a very good uh, possession receiver. Yeah, he does it well. Right. So he's going to be competing for time at receiver. Um, Jimmy Moreland is going to be competing for time at either outside corner, nickel, yeah. possibly safety. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can play punt return to kick return. Right. Um, and then, like I said, Jordan Brelford will be competing for snaps at outside linebacker. Yeah. So I think all of these guys are going to make are going to make the team. Mm-hmm. Unless, like I said, unless when we, once we go through preseason and training camp, all these guys stink it up. I really feel confident saying that all of these guys are going to make the final 53, with the exception of Bryce Love, because right. he might start on Pup. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's like I stated when we first started the podcast. This is probably one of the best drafts I think I think we've had in a while. Yeah, from top to bottom. And I'm not saying that all of these guys are going to turn out to be gems, but I think we got quality players across the board who's going to help this team in some form or fashion. Right. Um, for years to come. So, um, we'll definitely see how everything plays out. Now, um, we talked about we didn't draft a safety. Yeah. What's the surprise of that? And we didn't draft a tight end. Yeah. So, I even saw us getting another left tackle. Hmm. Well, we didn't take a tackle either. Yeah. I don't. Uh, what's the guy from last year? Jerron Christian. Mm-hmm. He, I know he tore his ACL. We'll see what type of player he develops into this year. Yeah. He, I know he needs to get a whole lot stronger. Um. Left tackle, that might be something we address next year. Next year. Or unless we find like a, a undrafted uh, left tackle this year who just happens to be very good and develops right. into something. Yeah. But left tackle, they're probably going to sit still this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they have a, we have a backup left tackle on the roster. But um, we're going to tight end. I was surprised that we didn't draft True. the tight end. Um, but I, I really think that we'll probably keep four tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle, and uh, Jerron. I mean, not Jerron Christian. Um, is it Tim Flanagan? Yeah, Matt, Matt Flanagan. Matt Flanagan. Yeah. Matt Flanagan. Um, those will probably be our four tight ends going into the season. One of those guys will probably have to play fullback on occasions. It'll probably be Flanagan. Yeah. If not, Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Um. But I guess I was surprised that we didn't draft the tight end. Um, like I know we've mentioned earlier, blocking on the edge is something that we want our tight ends to get better at. Now Jeremy Jeremy Sprinkle's probably our biggest tight end. Yeah, he's six six. Hopefully he no, de- I take that back. No, he, he's six five. Six five? Yeah. Hopefully he develops more um going into this offseason. Yeah. Um so we see obviously they must feel good about the tight end group. I'm going into this season, so we just have to see, I guess, what's their plan at tight end because Flanagan might surprise us. I know Cooley really likes him. Yeah. I don't know how Technically, much. Technically, Flanagan's our biggest tight end. He's 6'6", 260. How big is Sprinkle? Sprinkle is 6'5", 252. Okay. Well, Cooley, Chris Cooley uh, apparently thinks highly of uh, Matt Flanagan. So yeah. I don't know how much. Jay Gruden and those guys value Cooley's opinion if they value it at all. Right. But I know he's in the building, and I know he talks to, I know he talks to people in the building. So yeah. Um, well, c- c- how they use the tight ends in certain situations that'll definitely uh, be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. But safety, we had opportunities to go get one of those safeties, and um. I'm not exactly sure why we didn't draft the safety. Yeah. But now I'm curious to see who lines up at free safety because you know Landon Collins is starting at strong safety. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dominic Rogers camardi starts at free safety. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Now, us not drafting a safety also made me um, also made me think that maybe the Redskins are extremely confident that Monte Nicholson won't be suspended. Yeah, maybe they know something we don't like with the whole Reuben Foster situation, where they kept saying they did their research and they did their own investigation. Right. Uh, maybe Monte won't get suspended, and they're confident in Monte's development and yeah. him being able to play free safety. But in the event that Monte doesn't start at free safety, I think that Dominic Rogers Camardi will probably start at free safety. Yeah, which. I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. I'm not saying he's he's gonna be Earl Thomas or anybody back there, but I can I think he can give you production from the free safety yeah. spot. You still have the Sage Everett as well back there. So I mean mm. I mean he's more of a strong safety yeah. too. But yeah. and or unless they move one of these young corners to safety. Right. A guy to keep an eye out on is Adonis Alexander. Okay. Because um I don't know how much he's gonna play at corner. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of competition at corner. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you look at it, Norman, Dunbar, Maru, and Greg Stroman, they already got the upper hand on them because they yeah. they were those were our top four corners last year. Mm-hmm. Ad- Adonis Alexander is a guy who I think they might move to free safety. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I it, it all of this depends on what happens with Monte, how is Monte playing. Because um, honestly, Monte didn't have a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. It's just that when we traded for Ha, just things went downhill for him. Right. Monte didn't have a bad before we traded for Ha Ha. Monte was having a decent year. He's I'm not gonna decent, say, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say he was having a Pro Bowl year, but he was having a. He was good enough. We were six and three. Right. <laughs> he was, you know, what I'm saying he was playing good enough defense, and I think, um, like the first six seven games of the season, yeah, we had only given up. Well, if you take away the Saints game, that Monday night game where we got embarrassed, I think we had only given up one big play, one big play, mm-hmm. and I think that was against Green Bay. It was like a, it was like a busted coverage. Right. So Monte was having a good year. Um, we we'll see how everything plays out, but I was definitely surprised that we didn't take a safety. That just makes me further think that. Uh, they're yeah, confident. They're confident in people we already have. They're confident the in the guys yeah. we already have, and they already have a plan to move. One of those corners to safety. So, yeah. um, we will see how all that uh, plays out come August. Yeah. Now, before we get out of here, uh, I think with us having such a great draft. Yeah. I'm going to say with us having a great draft and free agency period. That adds more pressure. We say this all the time: more pressure on Manuski and more pressure on Jay Gruden. Absolutely, Manuski. There is no There's reason. No reason. If guys stay healthy, I always gotta say that. True. There is no reason why this shouldn't be a top ten unit. No, no, no. There is no reason this shouldn't be a top five back, unit. Top five. There is no reason this shouldn't be a top we five have unit. The talent. They have now, the talent. Put the work in, man. You got to come up with the scheme to get these guys in the in the position to make plays, but there's no reason why this shouldn't be a top five defense. None. No reason. Like I said, free safety and one of the inside linebacker spots is you know I guess we have to see who starts there. Yeah. But even still, I think that the rest of the the rest of the other nine spots are strong enough where if you don't have an all pro at free safety or inside linebacker, we'll be okay. Yeah. Offensively. We don't know how much Haskins is going to play this year, but right. we added more speed on offense. Mm-hmm. We added O-line depth. We should have a three-headed rotation at running back. Yep. Um, We still don't have a, a true stud at receiver, but yeah. I, I think we have serviceable receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have enough guys that you can win with. Yeah, we can make it work. We might not have a guy on this team that go for 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, right. but – the our our receiving core right now is just spread the ball around. Yep. We added some speed on at receiver. P. Rich coming back healthy. There's there's some speed there. You got um Trey Trey Quinn who can operate out the slot. Um Kevin Harmon Harmon adds some size mm-hmm. to the team. Getting Cam Sims back that adds some more size to the receiver group. Yes. So there is I mean listen. I'm not gonna say this is a playoff team right now. But what did we go seven and nine last year? I think yeah. this team should be set better than seven and nine. So, but we're gonna be improved from last year. There's no reason why. Yeah, there's no reason why. I mean, a lot. One of the biggest things is health. Yeah. For some reason we can't shake this injury bug. Yeah. But if guys can stay healthy, mm-hmm. there's no reason why this team shouldn't be at least competing for a wild card spot, even with Case Keenum or Colt McCoy. Yeah. There's no reason. Now, like like we said before, if come week four, because I know the first part of our season is oh, rough. It's, oh, it's, it's not. It's not our first, the first part of our season is rough. Yeah. The first five games, to be exact, is yeah. rough. We In the first five games, we played three, all three division opponents. Yep. Uh, we played the Patriots and we played the Bears. Yep. Bears have a top defense, and then the Patriots is just, it's the Patriots. Yeah. The, the first month month you know the first five weeks of our schedule is rough um if we can come out the first month two and three i think we're okay 
If we come out pretty fine, yeah. Yeah, if we come out in the first month over five hundred, we're in great shape. Oh, we're in great shape. In great shape. But if we come out that first month one and four, zero oh and five, it's like I be said before, there's season. there's nothing else I need to see from Case Keenum or Colt McCoy at that point. Yeah, um, put Haskins in. Yeah, like I we we start off this we start off the season even if one and four zero oh and five. What else is Case Keenum or Colt or Colt McCoy going to show you? Right, they they're not gonna they're not gonna save the season. Yeah. Might as well put Haskins in, let his development start, and we just move on from there. Like yeah. I told you before, I'll go six and ten, seven and nine with a rookie quarterback that's getting adjusted to to being an NFL quarterback. But yeah. I'm not gonna sit there and be okay with going seven and nine. I'm gonna, I'm never satisfied with not making the playoffs mm-hmm. or not winning a playoff game. But I understand that there's a, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of development that all rookie quarterbacks have to go through. Mm-hmm. But when you take a guy that's been in the league almost ten years, you still going seven and nine. That's man, I don't want to pay to see that. Yeah, man. <laughs> As I said, I me if Dwayne Haskins isn't the day one starter for me as a fan. Now, of course, the coach is going to think differently. But me as a fan, Colt McCoy and Case Keenum on a short leash. I agree. I, I give you five weeks, and it, unfortunately, the first five weeks is probably the touch, toughest stretch of our schedule. Yeah, but I'm giving them five weeks. I agree, man. Five weeks because I, I, I'm confident that our defense is going to put the our, our defense is going to be better this year at putting the offense in the position to be successful. Yeah, I'm very confident in saying that, just based off the talent we have coming back and the talent that we've added through the draft and free agency. Yeah, I'm confident in saying that this defense is going to, is going to make things a whole lot easier for the offense. Yeah, and the offense just got to do it. So I mean. I guess, and then I guess you can look at it as a good thing because off the back with these first five games, you get to see what we're about. It's yep. either we're going to be about that life or we not. Gut check. Gut check. Gut check. Goes first e- five games. Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, Giants, Patriots. And I don't even want to call the Giants a for sure win. But right I, now. Yeah. But right, this, and like I said, it's only April. But right now, it's very possible that they can start off one and four. Could. Of course, I don't. You know, things will change come August, yeah. come September. But the first five the first five games, because even if the Giants aren't very good, it's division opponents are always tough. Always. Always tough. It's always a toss-up. The Giants weren't very good last year, and they came here and embarrassed us. Yeah. Um, what was that, late in what was that, November, December? Yeah. They came at FedEx Field and embarrassed us. So we can't go in there thinking that the Giants is an easy win. Because that's what we thought. We like, oh, I'm playing the Giants, and Saquon had a field day. Yeah. So, I mean, we we did have Mark Sanchez playing quarterback, but still. Yeah. But still, Saquon had a field day. But I don't know. Like like I said, I've been saying it. I keep repeating myself. Yeah. Well, I just have to. So let's let's grade it real quick. Would you give the the, the draft grade? What would you give? I'm gonna give it an A. You get a B. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna just give it a solid A. Yeah. Mainly because. We've got our franchise quarterback, yeah. and who should be if he doesn't turn out to be a bust, which I don't think he will. We have a dominant pass rusher, yeah, locked up for the next five years five on rookie years. contracts. Easy. Um, I'm gonna give it an A. Yeah, I'll give it an A. We addressed the main the main three needs I believe that we that we needed was um, quarterback, of course. Mm-hmm. We handled that uh, pass rusher, mm-hmm. um, and. I'll give it to. We added O line depth. Yeah, I think the O line depth. Yeah, we needed that. Yeah, we. This is one of the few drafts where, and not not often do, do most teams they hit every position of need, everything they need, they are able to get in one draft. Yeah. It's early. It's April, but right now I I feel confident saying that. Yeah. I mean, free safety, maybe that wasn't a big need of theirs because yeah. they already had a plan in place, yeah. like I said, to move right. one of those corners. or And also, I mean, with the with the guys up front, if you're getting pressure exactly. like that up front, then That should make things a whole lot easier yep. on the back end. Yep. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, Right now, we are a playoff team. Yeah, I'm not gonna we're go not that gonna, far. Not gonna jump the guy. But I, I'm. This is probably the most confident 
uh, I've been in an entire draft in yeah, a long time. In a very long time. I can't name you a draft where I feel like we got a potential starter at with every pick of the draft. Yeah. Now, the only one, um, Jimmy Moreland, Jordan Brelford, and Cole Holcomb, I don't know if if those guys will be starters. Yeah. Um. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, okay, seven out of the ten draft picks, I honestly think can be starters at yeah. some point. Two of two of which we already know are going to be a starter. Yeah, Bryce Love he might not be a starter here, but if we don't re-sign Chris Thompson next year, he should get a ton of reps. Yeah. So, I mean, he could start in certain packages. Right. He might not necessarily be the starting running back, but there there could be certain packages where he's the running back. Right. So, I'm excited, man. Like I said, come OTAs camp. Hopefully, all these guys can stay healthy. Hopefully, hopefully they can develop. Yeah. And I think we'll be in good shape going forward. I feel good, man. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I man, I I can't wait. I I hate that the draft is in April and we have to wait till August. I know, man. To get real football, it's like a lifetime away. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see. But follow us on Twitter. Yes, sir. At Paul underscore Barnes twenty five. At Matthew at Paranormal Matt. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google yep. Podcasts, Spotify. Man, comment when we post the podcast. Comment, um, share share with us your thoughts, what you all think. Give us some feedback, man. We enjoy interaction with uh, our listeners, so just give keep us your us, draft grades. Right, too. give us your draft grades. Tweet us, uh, comment, tell us what you think uh, of the draft, or how you feel about the Redskins draft, or what they could have done better, yeah. or is there is there a player that you wanted them to get that they didn't get? Man, tweet us and let us know, man. It's the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast. We out.